let me just say, life is too fucking short, man. Once upon a time, there was a young basketball player who had dreams of becoming one of the greatest basketball players of all time. My name is Kobe Bryant. I'm 17 years old. With the hunger, the motivation, and the desire to be the best possible basketball player that I could be. He worked day and night, every day, for years and years and years and years and years. And as time went on, 20 years had passed, and he felt that he had accomplished all that he set out to accomplish. But what he come to realize is that the goal that he set out initially of becoming the greatest of all time was a very fickle one. And what he realized that the most important thing in life is how your career moves and touches those around you and how it carries forward to the next generation. But he realized that's what makes true greatness. Well, the story would be about transformation of a kid looking inwardly to then growing up and understanding the importance and the power he's looking outward. It's a great feeling to know that you set a goal for yourself and you were able to reach that goal and to knock it down. If I had the power to turn back time, I would never use it. I think about it. Because then every moment that you go through means absolutely nothing, but you can always go back and do it again. So it loses its flavor, it's, it loses its, its beauty. When things are final, you know, moments won't ever come again. To be able to have the power to go back and re-experience those things is, it's silly to me. When you take that jersey off for the final time, how do you think you're gonna feel? Very at peace with it, and um, I'm very thankful you know, for the for the 20 years that I've had, and um, you know, ready to go. Fuck, man. What a day. I don't even know where to start this podcast, to be perfectly honest. Um, Joe and I were both going to record our normal podcast today, and you guys know. So this this podcast kind of started off, or not kind of started off, but it started off as just a solo project for myself. And I got a little bit of emotional uh, early on, and... Um, you know, it, it, it really touched home with a lot of people, I think, but I pivoted a little bit, added Joe to the show and, and just kind of brought a little bit more of a fun aspect because I think ultimately, you know, 
I think that's what we needed. Um, and I needed, and, and Joe helped a lot, um, to, to bring that. And Joe brings a lot of good things out of me. And I think I do the same with him and, uh, I think we make a good team. And so the podcast kind of pivoted a little bit, you know, I still talk about my personal life. Um, but it, it definitely changed from the first couple episodes when it was just me behind the mic. And I mean, I've been in a bad spot, you know, throughout 2019. And a lot of you guys know about all the losses that I've had, um, lost my dad, lost my dog. And I know that sounds, sounds minute in, in, a, in a big picture, but, uh, my speaking about my dog, that is, but I mean, it was, she was my best friend and, and it hurt, you know, just as much as losing my dad, which may sound crazy to you, but it is what it is. So Joe decided that I should probably just do the show solo today and, and kind of talk about this. Fuck, man. Kobe Bryant was like, he's a once in a lifetime talent that I'm proud to say that I was able to witness throughout my time growing up as a, as a fan. Um, I obviously root for, for a major, um, a major, uh, fuck, I can't even think. I'm a Kings fan, so obviously Kobe Bryant terrorized me throughout my, his career as a Laker, um, you know, and I know I root for the Dodgers, and my brother's a gigantic Lakers fan, and for whatever reason, it just never was, I never jumped on the Lakers uh, ship in terms of fandom. Early on in my life, I, I was a huge Michael Jordan fan, and I think that's why I appreciate Kobe and his greatness is because he's he was cut from that same cloth. Um, you know, the Mamba mentality and, and just the way he went about his business and just the way he carried himself, man. I, I love a winner, and I love someone that, and I respect anyone that will just do whatever it takes to win. And I don't mean that in the bad, you know, the bad sense. I'm, I'm not saying whatever it takes. You know what I mean? I just, he worked harder than, you know, most people do on a day-to-day basis on perfecting his craft. And I respect the shit out of that. Um, you know, he's just, he was just a different breed, man. Obviously, Anybody who knows a little bit about me, I'm, I was born and raised in Pennsylvania. So to see Kobe come from Philly and, um, you know, be successful, it's always it's always nice. I, I don't know about you guys, but I appreciate hometown talent. Like, you know, it, it's cool to say, you know, Kobe's from PA and, and look what he did. You know, it, it's just a sense of pride, I think. I, obviously, I, I love the Dodgers and I love California, but I still have pride for the fact that I was born in Pennsylvania. And, um, I mean, Kobe is one of many, you know, really legends from, from PA, but he, you know, it's Kobe Bryant. I mean, for years, there was kids throwing trash into garbage cans, yelling Kobe when they did it. And that's, that's like, that's legend status. You know, there's only a few people that I can say that really have, changed not only their sport but just 
sports in general, not not just their sport. You know, sports in general. Like Kobe transcended basketball. He wasn't just an NBA star. He was he was a motivational speaker. He he was someone that even if you didn't really like basketball and you just listened to Kobe Bryant talk about how he does the things he does and how hard he works and I mean that Mamba mentality. I mean, the the man played a game, you know, with like a torn meniscus. I forget what the injury was in his knee, but he, he literally played, you know, I don't remember exactly how long, but he stayed on the court and played with what most at, would put a guy out of the game. He wouldn't have even got up off the floor. And it just, I think this one hits home for me a lot uh, because I mean fuck dude he's 41 years old I'm not too far away from that you know and and here I am on a day-to-day basis complaining about watching my team lose world series and you know it it puts a lot of that shit into perspective you know and Kobe's the type of guy that you could look past the jersey you know you could look past the fact that he was wearing, um, you know, one of your rival's jerseys and that he, year in, year out, broke your heart if you weren't a Lakers fan by, by beating your favorite team and winning NBA titles. I mean, the man is a five-time NBA champion, a 17-time All-Star. The 1997 slam dunk contest was, you know, one that I'll never forget. I mean, he scored 81 points versus an NBA team. 81 points. 20 seasons with one team. 20 seasons with the Lakers Kobe played. That's kind of unheard of in, in today's NBA, obviously. 12 all-time defensive team selections. That's super impressive for an offensive-minded guy. You know, and you can play both sides of the ball as well as you, you know, if you can play defense as well as you can play offense, you, you know, you were one of a kind. There's not a lot of those left. Two-time finals MVP, two-time Olympic gold medal winner. I mean, the man has a career that, you know, it, it speaks for itself. And uh, I see a lot of and I'm going to talk about this a little early in the podcast, but I see a lot of people like on the opposite side of this, like, Oh my God, like, you know, everybody's a Kobe fan now. All right. Everybody, everybody's now coming out and saying how much they love Kobe. Well, fuck man. Yeah, we do. We might not express that in the moment because Kobe was crushing our hopes and dreams by beating our favorite team and taking his to the finals or war winning championships. But don't you fucking get that we can look past all of that and respect a legend for what a legend is? I mean, if you can't see past a jersey, if you can't sit down and just listen to any Kobe interview, just listen to any single one and and respect the man for what he did for the game of basketball and what he did for thousands and thousands of of, of, you know, boys and girls growing up and trying to emulate him and 
trying to perfect their fadeaway J because Kobe was just ice cold on the court with it. I mean, I know a lot of those Lakers championships, people say that, you know, Shaq was a driving force and, and don't get me wrong. He was, I mean, Shaq was, is another legend in his own right. But I mean, Kobe was fucking the Mamba. And it's just crazy because you don't think these guys are ever going to die. You don't ever think you're going to lose them. You don't ever think they're going to pass away. And when they fucking do, it's okay to be sad. Don't let anybody ever tell you that you can't be sad uh, about the death that someone you may have never met. Because that's fucking bullshit. Because it doesn't take a face-to-face interaction for someone to have an impact on your life. And I hope that everybody that's mourning can can kind of see that. And, and I hope that they don't let all the people who, the naysayers and the people who are negative Nancys who are like, oh, you're now a fucking Kobe fan? Yeah, bro. I'm, I'm a Kobe fan. I'm, I'm hurt by his death. I'm hurt that someone I enjoyed countless hours growing up watching be so fucking amazing at the thing that he done that he's doing passed away. Yes. I'm saddened for Kobe's family. Uh, all the all the um details haven't come out, so I I don't really know who else perished in the crash. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speculate. I mean it's obvious that you know, we've heard a bunch of stuff, but I'm not going to go into that. I'm just going to talk about the fact that we lost a fucking legend today. And, uh, you know, it's a fucking tough pill to swallow. It's a fucking really tough pill to swallow. Man, death is just, it's so unexpected. And it's, it's, you're never ready for it. I mean, Kobe fucking Bryant, man. It's just not fair. It's just not fair for these guys to give so much to so many people and and just change so many lives. and, And then, fuck, man, 41 years old, he's gone. 41 fucking years old and he's gone. I know, I know a lot of people who are, you know, followers of mine on Twitter are really hurt by this, and they're, you know, a lot of Lakers fans, obviously, um, you know, are, are Dodgers fans for for obvious reasons. You know, it's LA is LA has had a rough fucking year, man. Lost Nipsey, you know. Find out a lot of shit about what happened in the Dodgers World Series, is which I, I, I believe me, I, it's small in comparison to losing Kobe and losing Nipsey. But fuck, man. We had fires this past year in California. It's it's been it's been a fucking hell of a year. And I know we're in 2020, but it, it still feels like the shit is just resonating and rolling over from that fucking terrible year that was 2019. And uh 
man, it's a, it's a strange feeling to be affected by an athlete's death or a celebrity's death or whatever, you know, polarizing figure's death. It's, it's tough. It's, it's hard to some, sometimes analyze, you know, like when the news broke today, I was at work and one of my coworkers is a big Kobe fan. Um, and it fucking just changed his day instantly and changed my day instantly, but I could just see it in his, and it just, it turned off his lights. You know, he wasn't able to focus on anything. Uh, he was, he was worried about how he was going to explain this to his kids. And I was like, fuck man, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about the thousands and thousands of people that have to go home today and explain to them their children like fuck your your idol died or kobe's dead and you know it's like what kobe's not supposed to be dead kobe's kobe he's supposed to live you know to be a ripe old age and 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 pass away with his family surrounding him you know and fuck man this year was kobe's hall of fame we're gonna miss out on one of the best hall of fame speeches ever because man, just just go to go to YouTube when you finish listening to this podcast, and I just want you to type in Kobe speech, and just and just listen, just listen to any one of them. The man was wise behind beyond his years. You know he he. It just, it's a fucking shame, man. We, we don't deserve, as sports fans, we don't deserve guys like Kobe Bryant. You know, it's... It's just a fucking shame, man. And, uh... Just, fuck, man, life is just so goddamn short. It, it just, it blows my mind, man. Like, I'm getting, you know, each year passes, I'm... You know, I'm starting to think about these things. I'm losing family members. I'm, you know, I wasn't supposed to be in my 30s without my dad. You know, I never thought that was, I always thought growing up, like, my dad's going to live, you know, my dad's going to be around until I'm 60, I'm 50, 60, whatever, you know, and here I am. I haven't even hit 40 yet, and I don't have a father. Kobe's got fucking teenagers, and, 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 younger and they don't have a dad that's not how it's supposed to fucking be man it's not supposed to be like that and i just you know it makes it so hard for me to believe in a, in a higher power sometimes because why why the fuck was it kobe bryant's time to go why was it my dad's time to go why was it any of your loved ones time to go? You know, I, I just, I just sometimes question that kind of shit. Because I just don't get it. Why? Why was it Kobe Bryant's time to go? It wasn't, man. It fucking wasn't. It's a goddamn shame. And, uh, you know, I, I'm I feel lucky and and honored to have I mean, Lower Marion is like we used to when I was in high school, we used to compete not not against them like on during the school year, but we'd go to basketball camps and Lower Marion would be represented there and it'd be like fucking Kobe. You know, and it's like 
So I, you know, he he's a couple years older than me, but I've spent my whole, uh, you know, teenage and adult life fucking enjoying the brilliance that was Kobe Bryant. And I feel bad for people who didn't get that opportunity. You know, and now here they are. It's like, fuck, man, Kobe's gone. And it's, it's just too goddamn soon, man. It wasn't his fucking time. I don't even know if I should be recording this podcast and talking about this stuff, to be perfectly honest. Like, I'm not profiting. I don't know. I just feel kind of guilty a little bit. But I also, like, this shit made me emotional, man. Because all my, all the athletes and that I grew up like idolizing and just fucking in a, in awe watching them day in day out and just you know like Kobe had a work ethic that was rivaled by none and he's fucking gone man way too early it's fucking it's just too fucking bad man He didn't deserve, he didn't deserve that. His family didn't deserve that. And rest in peace, rest in peace to everyone else that was in the crash. Like I said, I, I don't know all the details yet. I'm not, I'm not trying to, until it's official, I'm not, I'm not going to bring anything else in. But rest in peace, obviously, to all the other victims of the crash. We're hearing some other family members might have been on board. The number is fluctuating, so I, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to speculate on who was on board, but all I know is that I, you know, rest in peace to them as well. It's, it's, it's not just about Kobe. This is a sad fucking day. It's just a sad fucking day, man. Man, I can't believe it, man. I can't believe that we lost one of the greatest of all time. And I know there's always a lot of debating about like, who is the GOAT, right? Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. Like, a lot of people won't even put Kobe in, like, their top ten. And, but all that just seems trivial now, right? It just, we often, that's all we do is we're just debating on this kind of shit. And it's like, there's more to it, man. There's more to it than a jump shot. And, you know, the ring's on your finger. Kobe was Kobe is one of the goats because of so many different things. Not just because of what he did on the basketball court, but what he did everywhere. I mean, I'm telling you, go to YouTube and listen to some Kobe speeches. They'll they'll change your shit, man. They'll change your life. I know that sounds like you know, hyperbolic or whatever the fuck that word is. I know it sounds like come on, Jesse, like it's he was a basketball player, but Nah, man, Kobe was, Kobe was a different breed, man, he just was, and it's fucking sad, we're not supposed to lose legends like this, man, and it's just fucking eye-opening, man, it's really eye-opening on how life can just be gone. Gone. 
I often found myself in the car looking at my phone while I'm driving, shooting a text. And, uh, you know, I'll maybe go over the line a little bit and I'm like, fuck, I gotta, I gotta cut that out. Like your life can be gone like that, man. It's that fucking quick. It's crazy, dude. It's fucking crazy because you think you're invincible. I mean, I grew up thinking I was invincible. You know, I didn't even wear my seatbelt for years and years and years of driving in my car. Like when I like, oh, I was too cool for a seatbelt, you know? And then I had a car accident and my head smashed off the windshield. And I learned that, you know what, Jesse, you got lucky this time. You might want to buckle up, you dickhead. So I got a second chance and I won't waste that one. So, but Kobe didn't get a fucking second chance, man. It's fucking too fucking bad, man. It, it's just like, I, I don't even really know how to put all this into words other than, and other than I'm just, I can't believe it, man. It literally stopped the world today. That's how you know how much of an effect he's had on people's lives. It stopped the world. There was people at my work today who aren't even uh, sports fans. They don't watch the NBA. They don't watch Major League Baseball. They don't watch the NFL. But they were taken aback about Kobe's passing. They understand. They knew the impact Kobe had. They knew who Kobe Bryant was. You didn't even have to watch one NBA game in your whole entire life. And you know who Kobe Bryant is. You probably you didn't have to watch a one NBA game in your whole entire life, and you've probably at one point thrown a balled up piece of paper into a trash can and yelled Kobe. So I'm not gonna run real long on this podcast because <laughs> I don't know. It just like I said, it, it I don't want people to think that I'm just trying to whatever. It's just too fucking bad, man. I'm tired of losing people that shouldn't be leaving this earth that early. It's fucking bullshit, man. It's fucking bullshit. And, uh... I don't know. I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to leave you with this, man. It's, I heard Kobe do an interview once. And I don't exactly remember when it was. It was during the NBA playoffs, and they had won a series. Stephen A. was interviewing him, and he said, you know, I'm already thinking about the next series. Stephen A. said, Kobe, you got five days till that's till that start. Can you just relax a little bit, take a break? And Kobe said, what am I? What am I gonna get to the, almost to the top of uh, Mount Everest and take a break for a week? So, I mean, that's just the kind of guy he was, man. It's always on to the next, always planning. It's the mama mentality. So, rest in peace to Kobe. You're a fucking legend, man. And uh, I've always respected you, dude. And rest a peace to everybody else that was, you know, in in the crash. Obviously, like I said, I don't I don't know exactly the clarity around that, but rest in peace to everybody that lost their lives today.
gone too fucking soon. Once upon a time, there was a young basketball player who had dreams of becoming one of the greatest basketball players of all time. 17 years old, the hunger, the motivation, and the desire to be the best possible basketball player that I could be. I have decided to skip college and take my talent to the NBA. A sense of purpose. No, a sense of purpose was there ever since I was a kid. I knew exactly. I, I felt like I knew what God put me on this earth to do. Just play the game of basketball. I just loved it so much. And once I came to the NBA and I looked around, I saw all the guys that weren't working as much as I was. Then I started to understand that, you know, how I went about it is hard work. To me, it was just I just love what I do, so I want to do it as much as possible. You know, now it's time to go in there and it's time to do some work. Can I you know, look inside and say, okay, what was the genesis for me? Who, who inspired me to get to this point? You know, when I face adversity and I look at it as a challenge or an opportunity, where did that come from? You know, who did I learn that from? Did you set goals when you started in the NBA? Did you have goals at that point? Certain yeah, things was, that you wanted to do? Yeah, it was really simple for me at the time, which is win as many championships as possible. I want more. I want to learn this thing some more. There's got to be another level, you know. And uh, it's, it's just beyond exciting. And when I step on that basketball court, I become something else. What emotions were going through your head? Just pissed and sad. You know, worked really hard to get to this point. Just pissed. Bryant cannot continue. Well, it's been tough, but you know, when I have tough situations, I, I try to look at them as challenges. I don't look at them as, as, you know, something where it becomes a burden or something that's heavy on my shoulders. I look at it as a challenge and something that, you know, it's just a puzzle that you have to figure out no matter what. And I've always had some of my best performances on the road. Fans boom. I absolutely love it. I thrive on it. They don't understand who I am. Not only am I comfortable being an outsider, that has become a source of motivation for me. So when I go to these places and you boom, it actually comforts me. <laughs> yeah. Obi Bryant knocks it down. Man, Kobe looks like he's on a mission tonight. Doesn't matter if I'm sick. Doesn't matter if I have a sprained ankle. The kid that's sitting in there might be the next me sitting up there, watching and trying to get inspiration from that. I need to go out there and play. 
Mental toughness really is, um, it's all about not getting too high or getting too low, but just kind of staying, staying pretty even kill. I mean, that's kind of the trick to it is uh, not to get too emotionally attached to the situation. Welcome to the Kobe Show. Take two. I don't know. I can't get my mind past the fact that I gotta wait a year to get revenge. How much harder will you work in this offseason now to get back to the championship? I'll push myself to exhaustion. To, to reach a certain level of success in any field that you're in, you have to have an, an ego that's going to say, I want to be the best. This is what's going to drive me. And come hell or high water, this needs to get done. And I need to be successful. I'm thinking about the next round. Mm -hmm. Already? Of course. You got at least five days. Did you not enjoy it just a little? I'm going to get close to the top of Mount Everest and just lay down and sleep for a week. I want you to perform at your absolute best. I want you to be great. I want you to maximize the potential and God-given abilities. It's a great feeling to know that you set a goal for yourself. We were able to reach that can't just sit around expecting everybody just to give praise all the time. You gotta be able to take the good with the bad. It's a, it's a choice that you have to make. You, know, you can have friends and be buddy-buddy with everybody throughout the course of your career. Or you, know, you can choose to have a few enemies and decide to be great at what you do. Um, that's a decision that everybody has to make at one point. Right? 81 point game. Make history, you have to do historic things. Depends on what your philosophy is. Like, I'm not sitting here saying my philosophy is the right way. Right? It's my way.